0: Welcome to the Pursuit of the Perfect Race. I'm Coach Terry Wilson, and with each episode, I bring stories of athletes to you that share their experiences at races in order for you to learn how to have your perfect race. We'll hear stories from athletes of all ages abilities and races of all distances so regardless of where you fit in there's something in there for you thanks for spending some time with me today now let the pursuit begin full Wolfing, through the whole Wolfing court. And it's kind of crazy because I ended up having surgery Terrifying for me because Later, and by the time I got back to running, it was September 2014, so I was just starting my fall semester at Florida. Um, really exciting, and some more heartbreaking news two weeks back into running again after taking off for six months after surgery, um, my knee started to hurt, and you know, it just kept persisting. and until my trainer just ends up going in for an MRI. Turns out I find most of which is super rare. It happens in like 5% of the top ACL patients. But second, did you say, oh, this is the Cyclox lesion, this is what they No, it's a long process, what like? <laughs> was, was like? It was, like, I think that that was my breaking point um, because that went, months I spent to get back to running after carrying my ATL, I mean, just to swept to waste work, you know, because um, now I take off of running for at least another two months and go to physical therapy again, and, you know, to get your second knee surgery in one year that, that, you know, I just turned like 18 at the time, that was like the most horrifying thing, because I really thought them. You know, I, I would never be able to run again. You know, one surgery is like, you know, okay, like I'll recover from this, but another one, it's like, you know, in the same year, it's at, at that point, like mentally, I was like, I really don't know if I can continue running. You know, not even just in this team, just in general, like this isn't good. You know, I'm only 18 years old. Um, and because that, that really, um, uh, sent me into a downward spiral after I was diagnosed with this, like, it's just so crazy because it's so rare as well, and they actually did a case study on me too, um, which was pretty insane. Um, yeah, you know, again, just how it all happened. Um, my, yeah, my first semester, I didn't even finish my first semester. I just remember being cut into such a dark place after Getting that second knee surgery um, in the same year and really just having no motivation to proceed at all with school or running. I ended up medically withdrawing mid semester. I came home, took off of school for a year. Um, I didn't even run until like later into the spring. So, yeah, I took off like a whole year from running too. It was just, that was like my worst drop bottom. I've ever been through, and you know, I was I was only 18. Like it was, it was rough, you know, especially on a kid who you know just relied on running for happiness, like her entire you know, high school career. Like I didn't have any other outlets. Really, like running was like my thing, and I just felt so lost about it. But you know, I felt that the most important thing to do was to kind of like just recalibrate and find myself again, and figure things out you know see if I want to pursue, you know continue to pursue running and everything just give myself a mental break you know first and give myself some time like before rushing back into anything especially because I like, did have too many surgeries in one year and now I don't want to make things work so um it just it took me a bit it took me a few months but I finally told myself like okay like this is enough you can't be a forever. Like, this isn't you. You know, you're more resilient than this. You know, you have to get back into running. And that's where the idea of running my first marathon came in, so. Yeah, so for you there, you know, once you're diagnosed with a slight lesion, you probably had a good connection with Alzheimer's. for you. Horrible. I I honestly, I can tell you, like, not being able to run and do what I loved and not compete at an elite level, it it, it was just a really big blow to me because i felt, you know, detached from myself. Like, this was a part of me and now it's gone. I didn't even know, like, who it was, because running was my whole identity in high school. Like, that's like, literally all I'm focused on, and for me, I, I just, I was terrified. I'm like, what am I gonna do with my life? Am I never gonna run again? Like, what else am I supposed to do? Like, you know, like running is what got me through all my toughest moments, you know, in high school, and it still does. You know, running is one of the greatest outlets you can possibly have, in my opinion, and for me, when I didn't have that outlet, it was just you know it was rough. Like I didn't have anything else to really turn to. Um, Did you ever have somebody say, is just a sport; it's just funny." You can find something else to do. Did you ever have somebody say something like that? <laughs> Not specifically, but I mean, I guess if someone were to tell me that. I would say, like, no, it's it's not just a sport, it's a lifestyle. You know, it's not just about time for me, too. It's about that freedom you when you have a really rough day or, you know, a bad exam or whatever, and you just need to go blow off some steam. You know, I couldn't even do that. Like, I literally couldn't, you know, you know, blow off steam, Um, have an outlet, like, stress anything, like, there was nothing else I was really doing at the time, um, besides maybe, like, going to go into the gym a couple days a week, I uh, was able to do the same, and sense running, so. Okay, so, uh, I want to kind of go a little bit deeper here, um, I still have a feeling that uh, going to school, or even in a hospital, Um, the spring of 2017, so, still during my year off that I took after I came home from Florida, I had a really wild idea to run the 2015 New York City Marathon, and, yes, this was after literally not running at all, like, for the past year. Um, I can probably tell you on, like, you know, uh, one hand how many times I ran that past year. It was not very many times at all. Um having kidney surgeries, so I was like, you know what? I don't care. I'm at such a rock bottom right now. There's honestly no way but up and I don't mind taking a risk because I feel like I've already lost it all. I like, I had to lose it all first to get that confidence to take that risk, to sign up, to do the New York City Marathon after literally losing everything because it you know, what's the worst that can happen, you know? I get injured again, okay, you know I've had two injuries in the last year, and it's not really getting me anywhere, you know, being in the chunk that I am in. You know, um, I'm confident in myself that if I take precautions, and because I did take off a few months from running, you know, to give my body a break, you know, if I ease back into it, um, I'll be sick November. So to get into the New York City Marathon, as you know, it's really difficult. You can either get through a lottery system, get get ten plus one for um, New York Road Runners, or um, you know, get through a charity. So I decided to choose the charity option because that was um, all that was available to me. Um, I decided to do this in like April of 2015, and the marathon was in November, so I had like five months to train for this. So I signed up to run a team for kids, a charity that gives um, back to um, young runners throughout the nation that have community based running programs. So I had to commit the fund $2, um, but I to fundraise $2,600 by like October, November um, for this charity. And after doing that, I would have guaranteed entry to the New York City Marathon, I'd have coaching, you know, team practices, um, special like and last on release day of um, the whole shebang. So, uh, yeah, I, and that was really terrifying to do. Um, because now I counted to, to fundraise all this money five months from now and run a marathon that I literally haven't run at all in the last year and had knee surgeries. And it was, that was like the, the most terrifying moment of my life. Um, but also, again, like, I was at rock bottom, so I just wasn't scared anymore. That's when I was just, like, told totally, him, you know, um, yeah, so I registered to run with him. And let me tell you, um, that was the best decision of my life. That charity changed me. Those, those people that I trained with, those coaches, teammates, those people, my family, to this day, you know, like, they, they tell me to finish my first marathon. Like if it wasn't for them, I don't even know where I'd be right now because, you know, they tell me to get back into running, and, you know, having, a, you know, a coach for your first marathon, especially after not running for a whole year. And, you know, for me, at least, like, the longest run I did in high school was, like, 12 miles or so. So it was still a lot to me, you know. Um, and that was really important to have the support system as well, especially after horrible last year I had, and the support system just lifted me all the way up that entire summer, when I went to the city and trained with my teammates and coaches, um, everyone in you know, our encouraging. like, there was no competition, you know, between anyone, like, everyone was just there to fundraise money, make a difference, and like, you know, run the NXT marathon to overcome their own personal battles, and that's what I liked about it so much, too, because back in high school when running was just sometimes it got really toxic Feeling like the Rachel I was, and not even like the Rachel I was. I guess in high school, but like better, you know. And someone who actually enjoyed running. Because to be honest with you, there were times in high school I didn't really enjoy running because it wasn't as fun. Like because like, you know, I guess it became like so toxic and. <laughs> I became so obsessed with, like, running certain times and impressing college coaches, and it just kind of, like, suck the energy out of it. Um, so for me, like, this is all about, yeah, you know, bouncing back and resilience and all but Also, like, developing a greater appreciation for the sport and the ability to run, um, because I took that for granted all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you want to able to do a marathon, while you're in your first semester at Miles University, I'm from New York City. Uh, tell me what it was like going through Central Park with about a half mile left. Because I've been there What was it like for you going and seeing the financial and as it is in Central Park? What was that like for you? It's the most emotional moment of my life. It's just knowing that I did it. Like this crazy, I, didn't, I had to run into the biggest marathon in the world. Like, you know, after everything I've been through, you know, putting all that work over the summer um, with my teammates, my coaches, it all paid off. I actually did this because, believe me, I have my doubts going into it too. Like, most of the challenges I take on, you know, I, I do because they really scare the heck out of me. And even if I do, like, you know, look confident, I'm confident on the outside, Believe me, there (laughs) There are moments where on the inside I'm like, I'm just terrible. Like, okay, you know, I just finished my next fight, like, first marathon. Like, what's next? You know, this is exciting. Like, this is a whole new world. You know, there's marathons, there's ultra marathons. You know, I've met some really interesting people these past few months. Like, you know, where's this all going to leave me now? Like, there's just so many different, you know, paths I can take. And that was exciting because I didn't have that in high school. It's kind of like, okay, you know, when you compete in high school, and you go to college for four years, and then, like, you burn out, and, like, maybe, like, you know, I don't know, semi-competitively compete after that, and, and to me, that wasn't exciting. Like, no, you know, this, this whole marathon lifestyle was just so exciting to me, and I, you know, um, I found comfort in the unknown for once right now all. Uh, i have to ask something, because I know your time for New York City in 2015 was 347. What was it like knowing that you were so close to a Boston qualifier? Did <laughs> you even know that you wanted to do a marathon afterwards? Absolutely, you know? my um, main goal for that marathon is actually just like to run a sub-four. Um, you know, um, as as you know, going into it, I'm just like, I just want to finish. Like, I've been through so my knee has been through so much this past year. Like, I've been through so much. I just, just want to finish this thing without having another injury or surgery or whatever. I'm getting closer to the marathon. I was like, oh, I really want to run a sub-four. And, um, yeah, I ran up got uh, 347, which, for my first marathon, after literally not running for a whole year and having knee surgeries, was like amazing to me. I was so happy. Like, I was, uh, how old was this? I was like 19 years old. Like, you know, open the moon happy. Like, that was just such a great moment for me. And, um, oh, speaking of Boston. Um, the next marathon I did that following spring, Rock and Roll DC Marathon. Yeah, it was in 2016 in March. I actually dropped my time by like 20 minutes and qualified for Boston at that race. So that was really exciting to me. But then um, I ended up hurting myself at that race because I ran it in a gold pair of running shoes that I think was like the catalyst behind that. And I had to get um, partial meniscus hair surgery, um, right after that race, uh, which is probably surgery. yes, that was my third and my final knee surgery. And I'm gonna tell you, um, mentally, it was really tough. Um, because I'm like, great, like, you know, I just kind of tear on and moving on what And I just qualified for Boston, oh, wait, you know, you know, I have to get my knee surgery now in the past two years. And I think that was really scary because, uh, you know, I thought like, oh no, like I'm getting too out of myself for you know, i was just really, you know, going to work out this marathon, you know, lifestyle that I decided to pursue. And that you know, was really um, scary and, and heartbreaking, but at the same time, I would say I was in a better spot because I had more of a support system. Um, I knew a lot of other marathon runners. I had more runner friends now. Um, after running, New York that previous fall, and um, they were there for me to support me. And um, I, I ended up getting right back from you know that surgery and um, running Philly that fall and never had any other knee surgery again. Um, <laughs> I'm just I to to I'm just want to actually help this thing real quick. Today, huge shout out to my friend um, Michael Leonard. Uh, he's a long distance cyclist, and after I announced my idea, he decided to join in on my fundraiser um, by biking 100 miles the same day I ran. And he took up his own GoFundMe page, fundraising over a thousand dollars on his end. And you know, I raised like just about five thousand dollars on my end, and between us both, we raised over uh, six thousand dollars and I'm really thankful for him for being a really great friend and getting in my vision and joining in at you know the last minute to uh, you know help me generate another thousand dollars like that was really awesome. So this whole thing really just it exploded like it went viral um, and a lot of people like viewed it and donated during the event like you know runners like from literally all walk to life, like, kind of being community to like, really support it. My nursing school promoted it. Um, right. Yeah, you know, so it was really, yeah, was the day, I, the other, but, Yeah, can you gotta bring yourself out there and be vulnerable in front of everybody. And be want to fail in front of everybody, because every day I woke up with like <laughs> anxiety like what's that just what I was going to do I, mean, I don't even like treadmills I hate treadmills I've maybe run a treadmill like five times in my whole life <laughs> I ordered I ordered this treadmill off of Amazon like a couple weeks before the event it's it's actually insane it's insane and um, ended up running over, I ran uh, 100 miles on it in under 24 hours and fundraised all this money and I've been distributing the masks to the hospitals that I said I would and I just look back on it and I'm like, wow, this, this actually worked. Like I had this really crazy idea that like secretly like I I had a lot of like anxiety and doubt about because it was just so like outlandish at the time to announce and, like the whole process going into it too, like ordering one off of Amazon and everything. Like, that worked. If this worked, like if this worked, you know, like imagine what else, you know, can work, you know, if I just kind of like find the right people to support it, Um, which I did, like this guy is awesome. They supported the heck out of it. They reposted everything. Uh, the skydive community, it was really awesome. Like, uh, they were, um, you know, posting about it on different outlets, too, um, you know, all these really, like, procedures um, that I'm friends with and know um, really supportive as well. Like, it was really, it was really cool. Like, you know, I found a way to bring together, you know, the skydiving and the running communities you know, two communities that don't really like coexist very often um, during such a hard time. You know, and kind of like throw that in, you know, with like, you know, the healthcare community as well. Like, so it's kind of like my whole idea just like, to bring together like all the communities that I care about um, and have everyone kind of just like join and help out and contribute during such a rough time. But, like, you know, for me, like, I was going um, through my own personal battle at the start of 2020, like, you know, starting a new nursing program, getting over a toxic breakup, you know, um, not being in the best physical fitness or shape, you know, um, at the time. And, you know, that COVID happening and me just, like, finding myself but, like another rock bot um, was hard, and You know, it was a way, first of all, it was a way to give back to nurses, you know, putting themselves on the front lines and helping others and, you know, saving lives. It was, you know, a way to give back to, you know, Liquid Sky for, you know, donating all these masks um, to healthcare workers and, you know, really stepping up um, and finding a way to adapt, uh, you know, compared to maybe some other um, companies who who didn't take that route. you know, giving back to like those people, but also just kind of like, you know, finding myself again too, um, and finding a way to like bring out not that if there's anything positive about this at all, but just kind of find a way to find a way to. Be positive during such a horrible time when all I wanted to do was, you know, crawl under a rock as well. um, You know, that was kind of like, um, like, again, I found myself in that state where I just wasn't scared anymore because I was at rock bottom again. You know, at the start of 2020 and the world was at rock bottom I mean Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you were able to learn something from today's episode. If you enjoy the show, please take a minute to leave a review on iTunes or share it with a friend. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to see pictures from this athlete's race, learn more about who I am, what I'm doing, or be on the show yourself to share your story, check out my website at CoachTerryWilson.com. Until next time, continue the pursuit.